welcome to the TZR Podcast, episode 191. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Alex Schock. Hey. I'm joined by Liz Laisui. What's up? And Justin Chow. Yo. Hi, everybody. We, it seems like week after week we're getting more tired <laughs> around this is time it, of night. What is it? Week, week I definitely third, started drinking week. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not sure if that plays a part. Yeah. Is this like week 35 of quarantine? I've lost count. Yeah. My, uh, my father-in-law came to visit us and we're like working on stuff. Uh, which means we've had more alcohol in the house just to like, you know, to have with dinner and stuff. And I realized that I have not, I just don't drink very often. So like now when I have like a beer in the middle of the day, I'm like wrecked by eight (laughs) o'clock. It's bad news. Yeah. That's definitely happened to all of us. It's been feeling very good. I've been enjoying it a lot. The porch has been quite perfect. Yeah. I mean, up here on the East coast, it's been pretty much as nice as you could possibly get. Um, Although there's so many people outside all the time. It's all like the time. There's nothing even wrong. We just can't. There's nothing <laughs> wrong, guys. <laughs> it is funny. Like I, uh, we were talking today about kind of the things that we're missing out on, and like pretty much, I feel like for the most part things are fairly normal. It's really just like uh, an underlying sense of paranoia and not being able to go to restaurants or shop. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like we're still grocery shopping. Like we've gone to like Home Depot like four times this week. Seems yeah, pretty normal. I don't know. It's like now it's like summertime though. We want to like. I feel like I've we're I've started to hit the stage of quarantine where you like watch TV shows or look at old photos. You're like, oh guys, remember that? You're yeah. bars. Well, look, this looks like so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've definitely had a few moments like that where like all we want is like a hot meal served to us. And like a nice drink, <laughs> like you kind of forget, and then until it's you're reminded, and then once you're reminded, you're like, "Oh man, that just looks great." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of nice that we just squeezed in a pack strip, and it's sort. Of, this That's is true. all sort of happening between paxes. Yeah, I, I wonder if we're gonna miss the next one, but you think that they're yeah. gonna get everything together before Pax West? It's like late August. We'll define everything. Like, do you I think that they'll have think it? They'll be no, no, I don't think so either. No, I think that they might. I don't know. I like to be optimistic, though, so I could be uh, foolish in that assumption. Well, I'd like to. Be I mean, optimistic. everything else is opening up. It really comes down to what happens in the end of this month into June. Well, that's what everything. Not, will... not everything is opening up. It's like they're they're slowly starting to open certain things up, and and in very minimal ways okay so then it really just comes down to how this first wave of things that are opening up goes and then we'll see what happens yeah it makes me wonder like they open the jersey shore back does that mean the boardwalks open or is it just like you can sit on the beach now probably the latter i think just Did the, the boardwalk that get destroyed from the hurricane was that rebuilt that was sandy or i remember no, seeing was... an entire roller coaster underwater that, at one point that that was was a, a while ago yeah the beach since that point that was at least last year yeah, it was at least <laughs> last year. Summer never oh, feels man, like summer on the beach. I, I don't want to get too into it, but like I don't even know why shit's opening up. Like, like we haven't done anything. We just like kind of sat around for a while and then we're like, I guess I guess we did it. You know, yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess we're not done. Just fed up with this and they're like, yeah. you know what? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I miss right now. I don't miss them that much. 
we should all just stay home. <laughs> I'll tell you. But yeah, apparently, like... apparently yeah. they opened up. One of my friends in like California, she's like, yeah, they they tried opening up the beaches here. We all went, and like a week later, they were like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> got it. Everybody yeah. stepped on the beach, covered in yeah, corona. Yeah, you know, there's they're gonna be like don't go near anybody and she's like everybody just went near everybody and then they were like all right turns out we can't trust you and everybody go back to their homes <laughs> yeah it's funny when you see this stuff from uh governor murphy in new jersey when he's like like he literally tweeted out like listen we're opening up the parks don't fuck this up yeah. <laughs> which is kind of hilarious uh well anyway we have uh we have plenty to keep us busy while we're here uh housework Odd jobs and video games, of course. Uh, we also had some news this week about some cool new video game stuff, which I'm excited to discuss. Uh, and also, some some of the news has some pretty interesting implications, uh, such as Nintendo announcing a new Paper Mario game, which is uh, like I wasn't sure how to feel about this. What, what was your guys' initial reaction to hearing about? Paper Mario. I have no love for Paper Mario to begin with because I've never really encountered or played with it, so really? nothing really changed for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, you would like it. The GameCube one is fantastic. I mean, I did like Mar- yeah. I did like Mario RPG back in the day. I remember renting that over and over again from Blockbuster, so I don't understand why this one didn't appeal to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe it didn't appeal to me. Why I didn't run into it already, really. I've only played the first one, um, and I remember really liking it as a kid, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, lo- I want more things to play on my Switch, and we've been talking about what are they going to do, and what so was wrong? Yeah, cool. but so Paper Mario, like, the, I played, I didn't play the GameCube one, but I played the first one, and then missed Thousand Year Door and played Super Paper Mario, Super and Paper then Mario after that, yeah, I mean, I'm, those were both um, good, but then after that, it kind of, like, <laughs> took a turn, and uh, people started being really, really unhappy with, like, the games they were coming out, and the franchises, and it mm-hmm. started, like, losing some of its, like, uniqueness and individuality and like who wants these fucking stickers they're like yeah. the next one was i think sticker star and it's that, like, what are these fucking stickers like i'm just trying to play mario rpg yeah. so it's that it, it see, basically became not an rpg anymore like they like yeah. the first one i would i would argue that paper mario one and thousand year door are proper real rpgs with progression and, and leveling up and all this sort of stuff it's even it's turn-based it's which is so weird yeah yeah and it's great Ugh, right it's so good it's so um, good yeah and then the wii one was sort of like a, a splitting the difference because it half became a platformer but like it still made sense it still functioned in, in like the rpg like you know header but then yeah it was sticker star paper jam and color splash that all color splash yeah it just threw all of the rpg stuff out the window and became very sort of like trivial like kids game level um which like you said yeah it pissed a bunch of people off so now i'm like i'm half curious to see if the um if this new installment this origami kingdom one is it called origami kingdom i think that's right um origami something but uh I, my my gut tells me that it's probably going to be like I should be thinking that it's going to be like the most most recent ones where they just totally mm-hmm. blow it and it's like not going to be an RPG at all. But the attitude of it, like of that trailer, feels a lot like Thousand Year Door, like the kind of it, like scary but like happy but like you know irreverent kind of feel to it. 
Like, that feels a lot like Thousand Year Door. So maybe they're finally like, oh, we realize that everybody hated what we've been doing. So let's go back to the, you know, the last most fondly remembered one. Yeah. It, it's it called, called, sorry. The, the origami, called king. origami King. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, the and like, I'm guys, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> At first, like, you know, you see Paper Mario, and I feel like, my like initial feeling was like, oh my god, I haven't played that franchise in so long. It's so great. So glad they came out with a new one. And then I was like, oh yeah, no, there have been ones coming out. They just all sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like and nobody was happy with them and nobody played them. And then like, it, you, then you take a step back and you're like, wait, maybe this is gonna suck too. Like, you can't get your hopes too far up. And they didn't seem. They didn't show a lot of uh, combat really. I don't think in the trailer. There's like a and... brief segment of some kind of combat with like spinning dials and stuff. Yeah, but that could have yeah, been like a gimmick. It seems that, odd. that might yeah. not have been like the standard battle system, but who knows? You know. So it's very up in the air. It could be great, or you know, if they go back to the original formula a little bit and what people were sort of happy with, and go back to their roots, or I mean, or they'll continue on the path of unwanted but but you know aesthetically it looks good origami's cool <laughs> yeah it's also cool and so everyone's origami except for mario right like yeah, he just yeah. looks like it's it seems like the origami, origami king, based it seems like the origami king is like infecting people and turning yeah. them into origami yeah. um which is a, a you know a very adorable plot for a paper mario game it's a great idea better than stickers probably because yeah, they were like <laughs> people peach was like like come fold with me or like come come yeah. be folded and he's yeah. like nah. come fold. Nah, bro. <laughs> the the stories of all of the mario rpgs are pretty hilarious like when i saw that one and there you're like finding that bit out it reminded me of the first mario and luigi game where princess peach got infected with like explosive talk so then like after she gets this like spell cast on her by the bean person, every time she says anything, her words turn into bombs, which is kind of hilarious. It's just so like weird and and crazy. But uh, I don't know. I feel like those games, or at least the ones that are like proper RPGs, are definitely like fondly remembered. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like Liz, I think like you were saying, a lot of people have been burned by this series, so it's kind of hard to to really get your hopes up about it. I think the most interesting thing about this announcement is that it didn't come in a Nintendo Direct. It was just sort of like stealth dropped one day. Right. Uh, just yeah. a trailer. Super odd. Yeah. Which... I think they, they I, I kind of feel like the they took the wind out of their own sails a little bit too over the years. Because Paper Mario used to be sort of a novel concept. But then they got the Epic Yarns and the Yoshi's Whatevers and the Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh, your favorite character's in a different material. Um yeah. And I'm kind of just like, I don't know. Yeah. And so those I'm aren't honestly, for... you know, those didn't, don't perform so well either, right? Yeah. Like the Yoshi's Crafted World was very childish. and Yeah. I mean, not, I, I read I, Paper Mario. Not what not, I was looking for. Yeah. I read Paper Mario not so much as like a material based thing so much as it is just like kind of their turn based RPG, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows but it was a novel thing when it came out it sort of led that charge. oh yeah right yeah like the aesthetic. but it, you know but it was it was novel in that way but it was also good because it was mario rpg like yeah, that's right. why i liked it you know it had that novelty but it also had the substance to back it up now these games just have novelty and no substance yeah i mean even the original super mario rpg was <laughs> like claymation or something it was like a very it, yeah it kind of felt like that it was like 3d 2d assets yeah yeah. Way back when on the Super Nintendo. But do you guys think that this might be like 
Like, why would they drop this not in an in a Nintendo Direct? Do you think they just like didn't have enough to share, or like, you know, do you think they're trying like, to move away from the Nintendo Direct model and just do these drops? I think it's just Nintendo being Nintendo, and just yeah. So there was some weird pressure somewhere internally. We're like, we got to announce something, but we don't have enough for a direct. And then they just sort of just put the trailer out. But they could have announced it like in a direct in like March. It's coming out when in July or yeah, like in yeah. sixty days. Like they announced yeah. it within like, two they, months of it coming out, which is crazy. They could have announced it a long time. They ha- they've had directs. Like they could have announced it a while ago. Maybe they didn't want it to cloud Animal Crossing uh, news and updates. Yeah, that sounds draw it out as much as they can. Maybe. You know what's kind of funny? That what you just said, Scarbo, like they announced this, like what, two months out, right? And it comes out at around the same time of Ghost of Tsushima. Same day. Which, literally the same day. Okay. So literally the same day. And how long have we known about Ghost of Tsushima? Like, yeah, like two years. 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 Yeah. I just think that's funny. The different marketing campaigns for those. Yeah. It's so wildly it's different. It is cool because we also got Ghost of Tsushima news this week in the form of a state of play you know sony's nintendo direct style thing um and here's the thing like ghost of tsushima i sort of had in the back of my mind is like okay that's just like a game i don't know i'll i'll know more about it when i know more about it but i wasn't really excited for it i feel like a lot of people were excited for it for weird reasons because like nobody even knew what the game was or what it looked like or anything they're just like oh it's just like a japanese samurai game of some sort they they had stuff it was the first time it was introduced there was a trailer there was a trailer, oh, but it's like you couldn't. Yeah, but... yeah, you don't know what. Yeah, no of game idea it is. really what that game was, and you know, no. I feel like it's just, just kind of like the last. It's gonna be like the last game for PlayStation, and it's like the last thing that they announced but hadn't delivered yet, and so people were just getting excited for it. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like PlayStation all, we, all we knew at that time was like an aesthetic. It's like mm-hmm. there's gonna be a game that looks like this. You know what I mean? What in my head it was, it was almost like an open world Tenchu. That's what I was picturing. Um, and I didn't watch all that trailer because I just didn't want to do that. But I did. I did peek inside, and it's just way more artistic looking than uh, than I thought it was going. The contrast to be. is too high. I feel <laughs> they have the contrast up all the time, way too high. It's either too bright or it's too dark, and it's contrasting between the two. I don't know. Fortunately, but, you'd be able to change that on your TV. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. it's uh. I mean, the trailer itself was crazy impressive. Like you know going into this um into this state of play like i said i was pretty skeptical i didn't really know much about it i was anxious to find out more because i I was like you know i need a reason to be excited about this game and like needless to say everything that they announced got me like way way excited for this game it's like easily my most like excited for like hyped game right now just because of how much stuff looked like awesome so justin you watched it alex you did not liz did you watch it I only like the first few minutes, and then I was like, "Oh wow, this is really long." <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. I watched the entire thing, yeah, it, and I did never, I never went back to it. Actually, going back real quick, uh, Alex, when you were mentioning like between Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima, and one being announced yeah. like two years ago, I'm thinking about that now. I'm wondering whether or not companies will do that to see what the <clears throat> what the initial impact is on the crowd to see how much more money they should fuel into that game before just letting it release. It's kind of interesting. It's like, why why do it if you're already committed a certain amount of money to build this game to a specific level of quality? I don't know. Anyway, just a thought. Well, I think that in, in PlayStation's mind, they're probably like, well, we need to we need to like let these people know, like our fans know that we've got 
a two a, a one year plan, a two year plan, and yeah. a five year plan. Mm-hmm. So like when they announced Ghost of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, it's like yeah, this game's coming out like way at the end, but like there's game. there's gonna be something to look forward to down the line. Because I mean at that and time. They- the the announcement for that came with trailers for like Last of Us Two, and at that time, right. Last of Us Two would have come out like last year at yeah, this point. You I know? do remember that the guy with the flute and the guy with the banjo or whatever. Well, yeah. and for years, for a long time, PlayStation. This is how PlayStation marketed all of their games. Yeah. You know, like Spider Man, God of War, uh, mm-hmm. Death Stranding. It's like you they they announce these things, and then you know you're not going to see them for years. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of good with that though because I always like to have my like sort of long shot dream game and like yeah, after right. final fantasy 7 it's like what is that game now it's kind of cyberpunk yeah. i guess but like i haven't seen anything about cyberpunk in a while so now i'm just like all about ghost of tsushima because i'm like this game looks incredible i Do you think you're all about tsushima right now because there's such like a vacancy of things to be all about in you know uh i w- definitely like i'm definitely hungry for something new and different but then like after seeing it it's like so, so it's a, a third person action game right and like we've played countless of those games at this point there's like you know every other game that comes out nowadays is in this genre but like this the way that they were explaining things in this one made it seem like actually truly like novel like i'm looking at a lot of it and it throughout much of it i'm like oh yeah this is like wholesale taken from like horizon zero dawn or whatever the fuck like like, like insert any other game in this genre and it's like yeah it's, it's borrowing elements from this stuff but then it does stuff like what it's doing with the UI where it's like, you know, get to where you're going by the wind and shit. And I'm like, that is awesome. And it seems like it makes so much sense. And I feel like that's going to just like naturally elevate the sense of immersion in that game in a way that these other games totally aren't. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally on board for that. You know, Can you just explain that a little bit for people that haven't seen it. Yeah, so so what they describe is when you're in the overworld, right? Typically, you have like a uh, a quest marker or like a <laughs> compass or something at the top of the screen, and like a mini map, and like all these different things that are sort of like cluttering up your UI. Um, but what the game was trying to, at least in this trailer, I have no idea what it's going to be like in real life. But what they were trying to um, convey is that when you're in the world, when you have like a, a place that you have to go, like a story mission or whatever. Um, the wind will be blowing in the direction that you need to, that you need to go, you know? So it's like you, you kind of have this natural sense, like you're looking at like the trees and the grass and all this kind of stuff to, uh, to basically convey the direction that you're supposed to be going in, which is a very smart, you know, organic way element to add into the game, especially when you're talking about samurais and like wandering Ronin. Perfect. Like following with the wind. It's kind of genius. Yeah. I mean, like, like when you think of like a samurai movie, you think of the samurai standing on the edge of the cliff, looking all whimsical and shit and the wind blowing. And it's like, and he has like a cloak on and like, yeah, that cloak is now used with some fantastic. And like that animation was fucking like next level animation for oh, it fabric. So good. Kind yeah, of insane, so but it totally makes sense if the wind is going to be such a big factor in this game. You got to be seeing something that's pointing you in the right direction. How hilarious is it that that's your clothes? Yeah, yeah. When we so, were uh, talking about what we wanted from the next generation, my thing was like, I want to see a fucking good cape or like a good trench coat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that yeah. in the breeze. And that yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. It, it's Every pretty great. very very impressed by that cape it's in, it's very in, impressed it's funny because it's like this is it will likely be the like one of the last games on 
PlayStation 4, and you always see how far the system has come, you know, when the From last the game comes out. So, like, seeing this, it's like, oh, man, like, you know. What was a launch game for the PS4? Killzone Shadowfall. Knack. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed far. Black Flag. Stuff like that. Black mm. Flag? Was that long ago? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a good amount. Right. Drive Club. It was oh, that was earlier, but um, but yeah. I so hope the PS5 so five gets the stack nicely on top of the PS4. Anyway, continue. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, so it explains how like these UI elements, like the wind, is is kind of like a main uh, feature of exploration in the game, and how like your attention should be drawn to like clouds of smoke or like plumes of smoke coming out from things or like a weird looking tree or like you know it's it's trying to encourage a natural sense of exploration um and it's also I saying like, like as you go breath through oh sorry go ahead i said similar to like how breath of the wild is yeah very much so very much so i feel like um, the game's a weird amalgamation between like the red dead slash gta kind of like third person feel and like the style of breath of the wild because it seems a little it's not self-shaded, but it could be just the contrast. I don't know. But uh, it feels a lot like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like over... I can do it every once in a while, but I'm kind of over the question marks all over the mini-map and just side quests everywhere. Like, that's cool, but I find the immersion is so much deeper in, like, a Breath of the Wild or the Red Dead where it's, they go that extra mile to make, you know, make it a more organic experience. So I'm not always pulling up menus and just following a trail. And The Witcher is one of my favorite games, but it's you know that that's the kind of game it is, and yeah, I'm, it's nice that they're moving away from that, and they're they're being a little developers are being a little bit more creative. You think For Breath sure. of the Wild influenced that a lot? You think that Absolutely. was like, oh shit, the market really likes this. We should keep trying to make things like this. Uh, well, they were Ghost of Tsushima has been in development a long time, um, so I I don't know I don't know how much is borrowed when things are running in parallel. I don't really know how that process works, but probably right. Like, they have to know that something works, and they're like, we can do a version of this that yeah, works. I think the main question that I have now that that is either going to complement all of these things or, like, run directly in opposition to it and make things worse is uh, how the story's presented. Because, like, if it's... It, like, I, I imagine you're just, like, a wandering samurai. So, like, when you go to these places, it's going to, like, you know, trigger certain events or whatever, like Witcher style, right? Um, but I'm really hoping that there's not, like... I don't know, like, if, if there's, like, a mainline story that creates, like, this real sense of, like, urgency, right? Like, probably the worst example of this was uh, Mass Effect 3. Because in Mass Effect 3, you, like, start that game, and it's like, the world is dying, and you have yeah. to help everybody right now. And then it's like, oh, okay. And then it opens the world map to you, and it's like, but first you can explore and do whatever you want. And I'm like... Yeah. This is like this. It just is totally incongruent with like what the game wants you to do and like what the game's telling you is happening. The motivations versus the the mechanics that they wanted to cram into it. Yeah, so I somehow I'm, don't think this game will be like that. I think they'll have like a. It's more. It feels like a wandering game. Yeah, and I don't think they have this driving force. That, that doesn't. That doesn't seem to fit narratively in my head. But yeah, that that's kind of the only thing that I think could like screw it up in some way. But yeah, I think. Based on what we know about it so far, it seems like the type of game that's just going to... It, it's almost like I just want the game to tee up, like, who you are and why you exist. And then, like, just allow you to explore and, like, just play that role. Because it's like you're, you're, like, 
the ghost of Tsushima, right? You're like this weird like assassin guy. So it's like maybe you're just going to like defend villages or some shit. Like uh, you know, I don't know. Is this just is it just Kenshin at this point? It sounds like it's Kenshin. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot of Kenshin as well. Um, I'm not complaining here, by the way. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> it would, uh, it would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Just be, like with those few changes, like to how you're interacting with the game, I think it's going to make it feel really like novel and unique. If you could have a reverse blade sword, uh, it's like a hard mode, and you have to knock everyone out instead of kill them. That'd, that'd be, be interesting. interesting. Justin, what what uh, takeaways did you have from the uh, state of play? Um, I don't know. I mean, during most of it, it was it was really just like the feeling and the tone. I mean, we talked about the design, we talked about the tone, um, and as far as like the the open world aspect of it, it doesn't feel like there's that urgency. But they haven't discussed any of the story, so really, I was amazed by like I was excited about a game of this caliber coming out relatively soon. Because you're right, like there's right. nothing in the future right now that I'm looking forward to. So when I saw this, I was like, "Letch!" And I could finally think about something. Thank God, yeah. you know. Because right now I'm like, "Do I want to get into Dragon Quest again? I don't know." But I did <laughs> buy it. Nah, you gotta, you no. gotta finish FF7. I know, I know. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I haven't really picked up a video game. I haven't been playing anything. I play Animal Crossing occasionally, but uh, Avatar on Netflix has been taking oh, up, yeah. a lot of my time. Taking up a lot of my time. I've been in love. Holy shit. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, oh my Dude, God. Dude, you're catching like, things this... that, anyway. You, that yeah. you didn't catch when you were a kid. I remember I was explaining it to um, to my roommate, Jenny, and she, she said something. She's like, yeah, she didn't really watch it. She watched it like bits and pieces, so she doesn't know the whole story. So she was saying to me, she's like, yeah, like, you know, it's like, it was easy, right? It's like, those are the red guys. They're the bad guys. And then, like, these kids are the good guys. And I was like, that's what you think, Jenny. Yeah. Let me explain it to you. And I was like, I, was like, I, mean, I like, went into this. I was like, that's why this show is so great because it starts off simple, right? Because it's for children. And, like, yeah. it's very easy to understand. It's just, like, firebenders, bad. Other people, good. And that's how you go through. And then slowly it develops into this, like, complex political situation where it's like, well, we're, like, is being part of the Fire Nation actually bad? No, it's not. Like people from the Fire Nation are good, yeah. and turns out they were actually just trying to share the wealth, and now it's been twisted into this thing. And just this one guy is bad, and like you're gonna unseat him for power. And you're like, she's like, oh yeah, I should. Uh, sounds like I should rewatch it. On season two. <laughs> it just it sounds, sounds so good because you get like, and we have to stick on this subject, but it's like you know, then you get you get bad guys from every nation, you know, like, exactly, and you start you to know, realize you see, it's, it's you world's not black up, and white. Yeah, a power vacuum, and now you've got these bad guy earthbenders and you're like i don't know it's why just, can't it, they just make ghost of avatar like i get it ghost of a ghost of basically the same game just uh, give them bending powers anyway so yeah uh, after all this more... explanation she was like i should really rewatch it with with that frame of mindset and i was like yeah be a very different show if you did yeah. <laughs> i would love a game set in this universe like you don't have to be the avatar like be a bender or whatever but i mean there are world, avatar games they're just well, does that Bad, legend yeah. of, there's a legend, there's a legend of coral one yeah the platinum games one is awful but i platinumed it for some reason and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was avatar and it was yeah james did the same thing it's all right i understand it's, you can't like, i don't know this is my favorite show so whatever i just bought it and uh, yeah it's pretty terrible but eh, I play it <laughs> yeah so yeah, watch it if you haven't it's on netflix so it's avatar and then the legend of Korra is like the sequel correct do you not you have you not this. have you not ever seen 
any of Avatar or no, Legend of Korra? I mean, I, like I've I've caught the Rogue episode here and there, but I've, oh, I've never like, like actually. It's, it's just so it's good. a good story with incredible writing, even for adults. Mm-hmm. It's funny and it's witty, and it deals with a lot of really deep, heavy like topics for kids. And uh, it's definitely worth a watch. But I mean, it, I know that Ellie doesn't like watching anime. And I don't even know if I would consider this anime, but it's basically anime. Yeah. Any American made anime. Getting yeah. Ellie to watch any kind of uh, animation is typically a bit of a challenge. So usually ah. it's like something that I'm watching on this on like one of my monitors while I'm like goofing around on eBay. It's so unfortunate though, because that is probably it's a cartoon show of like an era. Like that is like one of the best. Like the, yeah, the Breaking Bad. And then you got Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, <laughs> one through How three. Long is it? Oh, it's so good. Three seasons, that's it. 20 it's episodes three... per season. Hmm. 20-minute episodes. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. It's nothing. Yeah. It's, that's, we started, it's yeah, we started, visual. it came out, like, what, Saturday or Friday? We started watching it, like, Saturday. We're already on book two. Like, yeah. I'm going to finish this thing properly. It starts out, a li- like, a lot of season one is a little childish. And then it grows from there. So you just have to kind of go into it with that knowledge. Yeah. And then what about Legend of Korra? Is that like on the same level? No, Legend of Korra is on a whole, like, it's a a much more mature show. Even like the kids. So it starts off is the Avatar Aang is 10. And then his two friends are uh, Katara is 12. And then Sokka is 14. So they're all pretty young. And they were actually supposed to be younger. And then... They got feedback when they first like presented the show, presented the characters. They were going to be like eight, ten, and twelve, and they were like, "We need to age these kids up a bit. This is uh-huh. too young." <laughs> well, yeah, you should watch Avatar: Last Ever first. If you like that, then go on to Korra. But Korra's like the extra stuff, and then Korra starts at like the best stuff. Korra starts. She's sixteen, so she's already like a much more mature. She's dealing with different like. More, much more mature issues too like they're much more complicated it was clearly a show made for people that like grew up watching avatar and are now adults or like you know but like with all of that said <laughs> that's why i haven't beaten final Fantasy seven <laughs> back it up a little bit go to Shima. it looks really cool and i'm excited for that game okay it, it's funny because pre-quarantine i remember us being like oh man justin this is this is your chance to beat red dead this is your chance to beat spider-man <laughs> Nope. It's not really though, because I mean we're still working. Like, yeah, I, w- I was hoping that at the end of December, when I take that week just myself, I was just gonna bring my PlayStation Four and just do the homework. Basically, I'm just gonna go into some place an Airbnb and just do the homework. There's a juice cleanse. Yeah. A juice cleanse. But it will. It will happen. Mark my words. It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, speaking of picking up uh, older games, Liz, how's uh? How's Death Stranding? We said we were going to check in after a week. How's this week? Um, Walking around. I haven't, made too, I haven't made too much progress on it. I'm about to get to the next area, but then I decided to deliver a bunch of packages first. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, Tripping it's still like, it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not something that I like sit and, you know, that's my focus. And it's usually like I'm watching something and I'm like, all right, I can walk around here kind of and i almost like it more as like a relaxing sort of thing even though that seems counterintuitive because it's kind of stressful with all the <laughs> pts all, and all the, the fact that you can't walk the... <laughs> yeah but i actually find it kind of relaxing to play it's just like simple go in like i'm just gonna take this place from a to b i don't want to have to think or be stressed out while i'm playing like a you know apex is like my high my fight my focus high intensity game 
Yeah. And after I play Apex, I want to like unwind really with yeah, Death Stranding. Good. But yeah, I've been we've been playing a lot of Apex. Definitely, it's a I've, very fun game. I really enjoy it. Today I went into the uh, the bunker that like under section. Did you guys do that yet? No, yeah, we did that. it's it's really cool. Consistently, there's always a gold knockdown shield in there. There's a purple item in there. It's really worth it. And like, it seems at this at this stage, like I played a bunch this morning and I dropped like six times. Nobody goes there. Nobody goes there. Yeah, you know what nobody knows where it is somehow except for us. Yeah. Scarboy, <laughs> you know what I'm, we were talking about too? What's that? like? So, you found that thing online and we're like, this is awesome. You can get into that bunker, but. There's there are other bunkers around. Like I'm wondering if there's other secret ways to get into the other ones. Are there, there other bunkers? bunkers? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. other of those like those platforms that you see on the ground that like, that have, like if you go into mechanism. the bunker you can zip line up and you land on top of that. There's like another set of those. Oh yeah, those containment. But that's not really a bunker. No, they're they're you, more like no. It's just yeah, it's just like a circle on the ground, kind of in the middle of nowhere, and it actually oh, is yeah like a yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's where you can. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I imagine most. Oh, of we've them... seen those in a few places. Yeah, I remember. But we've we only found out how to get to underneath one, one of them. We assumed they were going to open up later, but maybe they are. They are open, and I'm... we we just don't know how to get there. I'm under yeah. the impression that there's probably like like it's pretty close to the edge of the map, and you kind of have to go into yeah. a wall, like the side of the map, to get to it. I imagine there's probably multiple entrances like that, but like it's really going to depend on how the uh, how the dropship is flying. Because, like, I imagine, like, let's say you go, like, behind airbase, and then you have to, like, go, like, past the map, and then inside of it, I'd imagine it'd be something There's like some that. of the center of the, the landmass, though, so I'm yeah. just wondering if there's so, a secret way to get in. And if you did not know that that thing was there, like, even flying towards it, I was like, I really hope that I'm flying towards something, because I cannot see anything. Yeah, like, they're I mean, very, very hard to spot. Yeah, there's not a, the an angle that you're approaching it from. It's funny, because I dropped with, like, randos this morning, and, like, I pinged the location, and I'm, like, dropping, and I don't think they understood what was happening, so, like, people would they break off. thought you were off. driving them to their, their death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so they would, like, break off or whatever, and... Uh, I don't know. It was just funny. Like you could, you could sort of tell. Like when I landed in there, one of the other guys that I was with, like, was like, "What is this?" And he's like running around, and you see him checking all the corners and stuff. And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's hilarious." So that's cool. But yeah, I've been playing a bunch of that. I've actually like I haven't played Animal Crossing in like three days. It feels very weird. Yeah. Have you? Got I'm still that? signing in for like maybe an hour, mostly every day. Sometimes I'll miss it, but that's yeah. also my like unwinding game after game of apex i'm like i just can't handle the stress right now yeah 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 i'll chop some tree down um yeah i'm I'm really enjoying the new character loba i'm not sure if we've really talked about it yet yeah i don't think we have actually yeah she is uh she's definitely different i think she changes the game in a pretty dramatic way um i I feel i feel bad i think we talk about apex a lot on this but uh loba is she is very different and she's cool um, I don't find her that helpful in combat. Uh, which the, is kind the of the teleport's cool. The teleport mm-hmm. yeah. I think helps in combat slightly. Yes, it's Mid- slight, but sometimes it's like someone's coming towards me. It's like I want to do something, and I want to throw a gas canister or smoke or yeah. It helps right before combat. Like if you're yeah. if you're aware that you're about to get into, like you're about to engage with an enemy, then you can position yourself. Well. like set up like a pincer you know if the like, yeah. your other teammates are coming one way and you kind of like you know close i think on. it also helps if it's like you get jumped if you throw that you can 
get away much easier. Sure. I've been doing that and that has been helping. Um, and it's, I feel like that happens sometimes with Lobo because you're seeing this loot through the walls and because you're more loot focused that you'll like get set, you'll see something and get separated and then be like, fuck, and then throw that yeah. thing get back to your teammates. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool because like, uh, Justin, when you were playing Lobo the other day, you're sort of like pinging the buildings that are like, there's purple stuff here and here and here. And it's like, oh, okay. So then we can like kind of divide and conquer and like, you know, be more effective. Like while she is very loot driven. I think she enables the rest of the team to to kind of grow all at the same time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. It changes how you navigate the map because you can very quickly like get to an area, be like, all right, nope, nothing good here. Okay, move on. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't spend all that time in areas where it seems open, but you're still like, but I still need to explore because I'm like looking for a select fire, and maybe they didn't take one, and it's here. And instead of having to sort through all those areas. You can quickly check with her ult, and it recharges so quickly. Yeah, and then and then move on, and it makes you much more efficient with how you spend your time. Yeah, for sure, it's cool. She's a very cool character, and like the changes that they've made to like Mirage and Bloodhound and stuff are definitely and Caustic are are super appreciated. And the Mirage a... changes are such a game changer. He's yeah. so annoying now. He uses that ult, and they're all moving around. You have no idea which one is which, and you're shooting yeah, all you of them fail. like a mad person. Yeah, you yeah. leave. He feels like uh, how he probably should have been at the beginning of the game, you know? Yeah, where you are shooting all of these, like, duplicates, and you don't know which one is which. You don't know which decoy, which is the decoy, which is the mirage. Yeah. And, you know, like, one level higher with uh, Respawn, um, they just created a... They just separated out part of their studio to solely focus on this game. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Yeah. The other half, like, broke off and made their own studio. I can't remember what they're called. They're called something, like what a game studio would sound like what was the uh what was the uh comment that the uh the leader said you said something along the lines of like he wasn't was it being not being challenged enough more or less or is it like he wants to try to do doing different things he wants to be more creative uh i can't remember exactly but it was something to that effect um but it was like i think i think it was just a handful of the higher ups there all kind of like separated and now broke off to their own studio I'm not really sure what to expect from that. Likely another shooter, probably similar to Titanfall and Apex. But uh, maybe they were just not happy that, like, this game was doing so well. <laughs> and they're like, well, now EA won't basically fund them enough to make another game. Cause they're to just... create new IPs and be, you know, really creative. And Yeah, I assume that probably part of their separation was fueled by, you know, the want to work on something other than Apex. I've read that about other studios too. When there's sort of a long-lasting game, there's just sort of this running B team that is just constantly work. It's sort of like the grunt work where you're just making updates, and it's just not—it's not fun for developers. Yeah. I don't, and I'm not saying that that's what Respawn is or what Apex feels like right now, but I know that that can get to a point where it's frustrating. These sort yeah. of evergreen games. Yeah, I've, I've, I believe I've heard similar things. So. Well, we hope that new team all the luck in the world, though, for sure. Anything else that you guys have been playing? I've kind of, I play. I've been dabbling in Final Fantasy fourteen a bit. That's been pretty fun, just to like, kind of like do in the background. And then recently, yeah. I've been trying to, I, dude. I logged into Steam for the first time in like, dude, a year or something. Yeah. And I looked at all these games, Weird, right? and I kind of had this like feeling of like excitement because I'm like, whoa, I have all these games. And then I look through, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, what? Like, what am I even going to do with all this? <laughs> oh, it's hilarious that that happened to you within the week last time we've talked. Because same thing with me. 
also same thing with me about final fantasy 14 i hate how the humans run I, that's just the thing i have a problem with it it's just how it works but don't be a that's human be an aura the aura are badass maybe we'll see but also the new uh, ui with steam made me think that i had way more games than i really had because it shows you all the thumbnails of all the pictures and i'm like whoa what are all the they're all terrible a lot of them came from humble bundles that i don't want to play yeah um, you know what i did end up playing on steam what's that the risk game the risk like the board game is free to download and you could play with a bunch of friends so i've been playing with did like you, a, huh? did you play with them because they were they invited me to like yeah uh, i've been playing with all of them a lot and it's been hilarious uh some of our fr- uh, high school friends who are also stuck in the quarantine have been like being like yo play risk with us you can play up to like six plus people and it's just hilarious and there's so many different varieties of this game but i know that's not interesting for the podcast no, I, I, it's funny actually. Like some of my, uh, like my friend Andrew and Brandon, they play a lot of Risk. I didn't realize that this was a thing. I might have to send that to them. It's just Speaking oh yeah, of, Risk Global Domination. How about that? Yeah, it's what you want. It's free. Download it. Let's play it uh, later. Uh, speaking of things not interesting for the podcast, um, I've been playing a lot of this new game that came out called Super Mega Baseball Three. Uh, mm. wow you're yeah. right it is not interesting yeah. that's right but it's a, <laughs> can i it's just fast more, forward now yeah, right it's a it's an arcade, more arcadey game so you know I, I like i don't like the really realistic sim so it's kind of fun to just jump in um but this is one of those times where i wanted to get it on playstation and my other group of friends was like oh you should get it on steam and we'll all play and start like a league and we'll all play together i'm like all right i'll buy it on steam then and i'll play with my stupid xbox controller on my computer and then no one else bought it and now i'm stuck playing it on steam oh so that's my life right now yeah those uh, are some bad friends you got yeah i wasn't i wasn't happy i mean i like the game the game is really fun if anyone likes baseball games and doesn't want to play like the show um but I kind of like playing stuff on my PlayStation, you know? This might have been a game that I platinumed or something because it's just so, like, easy to jump in and just fuck around in. No, what game is uh, this again? It's called Super Mega Baseball 3. Oh, okay. Uh, I made my, my own team, the the Air Bisons. <laughs> and, uh, hey! I was wow. really happy with my logo. I'm going to send it to you guys later. Awesome. And Because uh, <laughs> it's just all custom-made shit. Anyway, I'm done with baseball stuff, but that's what I'm playing. That's cool. Let us know how the Air Bisons do. Uh, we we just finished our first season, and I'm in the playoffs. Uh, doing well so far. Thank you for asking. <laughs> that reminds me. We should play Rocket League again. Yes, I, I still dabble in that every once in a while, but yeah, I would definitely We're play. Very, very much be into I, it. I jump in there. Muller's still around, and I still play with them. Yeah, the only games a- that I, I've actually like fired up on Steam, uh, I started playing Turok 2, Seeds of Evil, uh, I I played a game like almost all the way through. I'm on like the second to last level, which is just a fucking nightmare if you've ever played that game. Um, so I'm trying to beat that. And then, do you guys remember from PAX we played a game called Ghost Runner? Of course. Yeah. So that demo uh, that we played is like free on Steam, so you can like download that and just play it right now. And it looks and feels awesome just to like play around with that again. That was, that was, that was the one with the first person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it felt like it was like it was like game. Mirror's Edge, <laughs> and it had dashy things going on. You know what I'm trying to say? It felt yeah, like you... it was like a it was like a 3D first person Katana Zero. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, See, I would get there eventually. You got it. 
But yeah, that that is free on Steam if you uh, are so inclined to try that demo again. And they actually added stuff like you can speed run it. There's like timers and shit. Um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I hate being I hate being timed, but that is cool. Uh, I feel like I that game kind of like lends yeah. itself to that. Oh, it, it totally does. I just it's like the Titanfall two that training program. Oh god. Uh, oh god, that? I hate that. You yeah. needed to do it though for the platinum, and I spent so long. Yeah, I spent so long doing it, and I did get yeah. it, but it was—it uh, almost broke me. Yeah, no, I, I am, I am right there with you. That was easily one of the most infuriating, like situations. How hard was that? Ever. It was crazy. It hard. was just yeah. unnecessarily hard. Have you um, seen people beat that thing in like seven seconds? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, I just can't. I just can't. I know, um, I know. The only other game that I've been playing a bunch was I've uh, I played through Streets of Rage 4 five right. times. I beat it five times now with like, all of the main characters. I feel like we talked about that, but you, well, got, I, you got everyone? Yeah, I beat it with everybody now. Um, I didn't unlock all the characters yet, but I unlocked most of them. And by far, uh, Adam, the last character that you get with the guy with the glasses and the yellow, he is by far the best character it's like not even a comparison he's so much better he has like this short dash like his attacks are so good like man it's just awesome um that platinum is going to be a ridiculous challenge though so i, I don't think i I'll found i didn't didn't have a ton of incentive to go back and play like play it again yeah um, it's kind of grindy yeah and there's, there's not like much to even you don't get anything from each round of yeah yeah, yeah, you just sort of have this global experience bar, and then you get an eight-bit character. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was just chasing the uh, the trophies for it. Like, you get a trophy for beating e- the game with each character, and then like all of the like Streets of Rage one, two, and three characters, and then it's really just like combo-based stuff and like certain weird challenges, like beat a level without getting hit once, which is like really hard. Um, so I I don't know. Yeah. It's it's like a, the game's easy enough that it's like I can just kind of like be playing it in the background without really focusing on it, and I still feel like I'm accomplishing I something. Guess, I guess that was just the one disappointment I had with that game is everything was so cool, and then it's like I wanted to play more of it and I couldn't do it because there wasn't really any any real reason outside of like trophy hunting. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, but that's like that's exactly my speed. So here here we are. Yeah. Um. <coughs> Yeah, well, guys, I think that's, like, pretty much all that's happening uh, news-wise and game-wise. Unless you guys have something uh, something else you've, you'd like to discuss, I think that's all I've got. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> week of um, not playing that much, that much video games, I suppose. Yeah, I think... New or noteworthy. I think the first week of... Like, the, the first weeks of June, I think, are going to be rather exciting. But uh, not much going in, uh, going on for the rest of May. Uh, oh, we were just talking about this before, but Wonderful 101 is coming out with some issues on certain platforms this week, tomorrow, sometime. I don't know. With some issues. Yeah. So yeah, I, looked up, I looked up a video about this, and apparently the Switch... T- listen to how funny this is. The Switch and the PS4 uh, version run worse than the Wii U version. Wow. <laughs> Right. Oh my god. Different so technology, like, man. I guess different hardware. It's like the Wii U version runs at like 
45 to 50 frames, whereas the Switch and the PS4 one are like 30 frames. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> to, that terrible. said, though, to its credit, it, the game is getting really good reviews. Like, there are, when things get crazy, the frame rate can drop to like 30, I think, on, would you say, Switch and PlayStation? Yeah. But a lot of the time it is running faster. And I guess on Steam, maybe it's fine, but it's supposed to be like the best version of this game you can play. That's so awesome. There is value here if you're interested. Um, yeah. I've never played it, so it might be something that I do because I don't know. What I don't know anytime I can play this baseball game forever. Yeah. But I mean, um, I'm really stoked about it. I've got my Switch copy that's coming in the mail, which is funny because like now it's like, you know, we're the ones who kickstarted it, and we don't get it as soon as everybody else. Everybody I know else. that always happens. I hate it. Was it was good, dude. isn't it? It's so <laughs> shitty. Maybe you but, should uh, stop backing things. Maybe that's well, what it comes out to. Well, I wanted this one. I can't remember what the incentive was for the physical version, but I just wanted a physical version of it. Um, but the um, the cool thing is that this is made by essentially like it's Platinum Games, but it's the team that made like Okami and Beautiful Joe, and there's like a lot of like connections back to those games. So you know, if you're sort of like hoping for something that's of that same flavor, like this, that game should be that. It yeah. does not feel this. There's nothing rational behind this. It does not feel like a Steam game. You know, it feels like I should be playing this on my Switch. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a PlayStation game either. You know? Yeah. No, it doesn't totally. seem like the environment I should be playing that. Well, that's um, why I got the Switch version. But then their like constellation is like, oh, here's a Steam code. And I'm like, I'm not going to start playing this on Steam. Like, who's going to do yeah. that? Oh, we, we yeah. talked about that already. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, what do you say we uh, we call it quits for this week? Break for yeah. now. Break for now. Everyone who's listening, go watch Avatar and uh, play some games. <laughs> <or whatever>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for now, thank you, uh, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. No problem. Thank you. you know what? Justin. No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>